0: welcome back rheumatology fans we are back for a blog read which we haven't done in a little few weeks so um, i'm really excited to get on with this one we're talking all about imaging and psoriatic arthritis this week following a heads up from the wonderful chris marty on twitter so go find him on twitter marty is spelled m-a-r-t-e-y uh, puts out loads of great learning materials and papers which i retrieve and then write blogs about so super useful you'll learn a lot from him this paper uh, discusses psoriatic arthritis in great detail and really fascinating. I've pulled out what I believe to be the salient points for this blog. So listen on for that. Before we get started, I just want to point you towards the Room 101 hybrid event. We've got both Manchester tickets at MMU and also virtual tickets are available, and these are all being snapped up really fast. In fact, I think 70% of the Manchester tickets have gone already and it's only been public for about a week so they are going to really go quickly and we've got some great talks from great speakers including Chris including myself humbly um, put myself on my own agenda of course and um, we're going to be talking all about things like axial spondyloarthritis osteoarthritis of the upper limb um, axial spondyloarthritis in women psoriasis for musculoskeletal therapists really good um really good agenda so can't wait for that to head to rheumatology.physio forward slash event for all the information you need and if you want to book a ticket don't forget like and subscribe to the podcast to make sure it turns up in your feeds you can watch the video if you subscribe to youtube um, but also the video now comes through spotify as well so you can see my face reading out these blogs to you as well as my voice As usual, feedback's greatly appreciated and any further reading, please do send it my way. Um, You can find contact details on the website rheumatology.physio. So please remember this blog is not a replacement for clinical reasoning. And if you are unsure, get advice. So the paper we are talking about this week is titled The Role of Diagnostic Imaging in Psoriatic Arthritis. How, when and why? Thank you to Crespo Rodriguez et al. Um, for writing this paper. Full access, it is open access, so there's a link on my website um, in the blog and also in the show notes if you're watching on a podcast player or listening on a podcast player. So introduction, psoriatic arthritis or PSA falls under the umbrella term of spondyloarthritis. It is very common in those with psoriasis with up to 30% of those people developing an associated inflammatory arthritis of course other types of arthritis can still occur in this group and understanding differential diagnosis is very important i do have more resources available on the website if you type psoriatic into the search part of my website then you will find a few blogs on there as well giving you some more detail but of course the paper goes as a great overview as well of psa and i would definitely set aside some time to read it I'm gonna point out what I think are the important parts regarding imaging for those of us outside of rheumatology departments, in MSK clinics and the like. So X-rays, we'll start there. X-rays can be useful in psoriatic arthritis. Imaging of the hands and feet may reveal erosions and coexisting new bone formation. These could occur in more proximal joints, MCPJs and MTPJs, as well as the more peripheral joints, IPJs and DIPJs even in early disease. And this is where rheumatoid arthritis is much more likely to cause erosions proximally and osteoarthritis to cause new bone formation and sometimes erosions peripherally. So there are some differences there. Axially, similar changes occur to that of anclosing spondylitis or radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, things like sclerosis, erosions and fusion of the SIJs and syndesmophytes in the spine. Both SIJs can be affected, but unilateral findings are suggestive of PSA, psoriatic arthritis. Not all people with psoriatic arthritis will go on to develop structural changes, and it is less common in early disease. Couple that with a necessary radiation dose from x-rays, and it does make x-rays drop down the list of priorities outside the rheumatology clinic. It may play a role in some clinics with immediate access to radiographs, compared to long waits for other modalities, or rheumatology itself. Be especially considerate with your younger patients. MRIs. I would utilize axial MRI in the same way as I do for all axial spondyloarthritis presentations by requesting spondyloarthritis protocol sequences when appropriate. I have again written a blog in detail on use of MRI for axial spondyloarthritis. Just type MRI into the search function of the um, website and that will come up for you. It is also possible to use MRI peripherally, and it might be a good option if there are lots of areas involved in the hand or the foot, for example, multiple digit dactylitis. This would visualize soft tissue inflammation such as synovitis, enthesitis and tenosynovitis, as well as um, bone marrow edema. But do be aware these findings aren't specific to psoriatic arthritis common downside to MRI is wait times for access. So consider if clinically there is enough evidence already to require a referral to rheumatology without the imaging. This is less of a concern when waiting times are minimal. Ultrasound. Ultrasound scanning. Ultrasound scanning is quick and often easy access and potentially available in the musculoskeletal clinic in which you are working. Visualization of synovitis, enthysitis and tenosynovitis is all possible and flexor, flexor tenosynovitis is the major contributor to dactylitis or sausage digit. These findings can aid significantly in the differential diagnosis process without exposing the patient to radiation or prolonged wait times. Outward referral to a radiology department may, however, succumb to the same issues as MRI. So what are my recommendations here? I would utilize imaging for PSA in a musculoskeletal clinic in the following order of preference, uh, which we'll come on to. I would not delay a rheumatology referral waiting for the outcomes of imaging if there is sufficient clinical evidence to make that referral. Um, But that reasoning process might change in the situation where there are very long specialist waiting lists. So find out what your waiting lists are locally. It may well change your practice as to what you're going to do with patients when they present. So in order of preference, most likely I would like to use ultrasound, especially if available immediately in the clinic or often referred to as point of care ultrasound. I'm going to go to MRI if the wait times for ultrasound are longer than MRI and or the axial imaging is needed. And then finally, I might use x-rays in an older patient with long duration, number of years of symptoms and immediately or very quickly accessible compared to MRI, ultrasound or the rheumatologist referral. So, I hope you found this blog useful. I look forward to hearing feedback. What are your wait times like for rheumatology? What are your wait times like for imaging? Are they easy to access? Um, have, they, have you found these modalities useful in the past? Um, what do you think you'll do from a clinical reasoning point of view? Will you do more imaging, less imaging? Are you gonna work more on a clinical um, clinical symptoms basis? Love to hear from you. There are contact details on the website. Um, feel free to get in touch that way. Or you can, of course, find me on social media. Um, Just type the Rheumatology Physio into Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I do come up. Please feel free to publicly message me or use the DM function as well. So I hope that you've enjoyed this blog, and I look forward to seeing you out on further podcasts, blog reads, and CPD events. Bye for now.